Catch the Mitch Album Show today at 4. Right now, it's JR Afternoon on 760 WJR. Here's Chris Renwick. All right, welcome back. Good to have you with us. Uh, you want to weigh in on anything we've talked about today, 800-859-0957. We've talked about Bidenomics. Uh, Dr. Tim Nash with the McNair Center at Northwood University says it ain't going to work. So if you want that, that's there for you. We talked to Perry Johnson, too. You donate a dollar to his campaign, he's going to give you a $10 gas card. It's that simple. If you want to hear any of these interviews that we've done today on any of our past shows, thegreatvoice.com, it'll be there for you. Um, But I I think it's very important that you continue to fund Pure Michigan at at the highest level you can. Because it it does, it brings in a substantial amount of money. It brings a a substantial amount of people, bodies to the state of Michigan. Um, And you hope that they're return customers. Uh, Tom wants to weigh in in Detroit. What's up, Tommy? Yeah, I hate to call you on this, man, but $40 million, mm-hmm. and you're going to get $11 return for the $40 million spent is mm-hmm. $440 million. Mm-hmm. If you tax that at 6%, it's only $26 million. You lost $15 million bucks. Okay, but, but Tom, yes. But if you're talking about you're bringing people here, so if somebody comes to vacation here, <laughs> the idea is you're going to bring them back. You won't need to spend any more money. <laughs> if you say so, man. Well, I, that, that's right. the goal. That's, that's the hope. And, Tom, I appreciate the call, but that's the hope. The hope is that you you hook people in and bring them back. But in order to to to, to continue that cycle, you gotta ha- you got to have those campaigns. You just have to. And you spend a dollar, by the way, you spend a dollar, it's $11 of taxable income. And this isn't, this isn't money we're losing. This is out-of-state money. This is money that, that you're, you're hoping to target from other places around the country. That's why it's so important. Uh, all right. Gas has gone up. Uh, the national average is about 375. Michigan, it's about 366. So... 11 cents under uh, the the national average. Um, but gas prices are on the rise, uh, r- mostly everywhere across the country. Um, so what's causing it? Um, and that's where Patrick DeHaan with uh, GasBuddy.com steps in. Patrick, good to have you with us. Why are we seeing this spike all of a sudden? Well, you know, there's been a lot that's going on uh, with the price of oil and some of this heat-related issues. But, you know, being from Illinois, by the way, I'd really love to add to your point here that uh, Michigan loves to spend its money here advertising. And I'll tell you what, I went to Michigan snowmobiling, and I take my bike up to the Upper Peninsula, and there's no better return on those dollars. There but, you go. you know, it's more expensive to get up there now. As you mentioned, the price of gasoline has shot up. Michigan's up 14 cents from a week ago. The national average is up 14 cents from a week ago. This is really a twofold problem. First, the price of oil is up for five straight weeks to $81 a barrel, and a lot of the reason for that is the Saudis and Russians have colluded to start limiting the price of oil. I mean, look at Saudi Arabia buying up all these sports leagues, trying to buy sports players. They need $80 a barrel oil to justify their budget. So the Saudis are trying to cut production. They're trying to produce less and make more. Um, and that has had an impact on the price of oil. At the same time, our releases from the nation's strategic reserve are over. Mm. Uh, that may be good and bad news. Bad news because we're not getting supply from the SPR now, and so there's less supply in the market. At the same time, 
Saudi Arabia and Russia are cutting production. So suddenly we're going from having enough. And by the way, some of that economic data uh, looking better than expected. We may be able to be able to avoid recession. And that means more demand, too. So oil is one side of the token. The other side is the heat-related issues that we've been seeing. It's been toasty, I think, last week. Yep. But go down to Texas and Louisiana, 115-degree weather. And you know, petroleum engineers will tell you that refineries are going to struggle with yields when it gets that hot. Equipment failures can happen. They do with extremely hot temperatures. And some of the nation's largest refineries got hit with some of those heat outages that, um, you know, it's just like going for a jog on 100-degree weather without a bottle of water. You're just not going to make it. And these refineries, they can't defy physics. The heat is slowing them down. And um, so this comes at a time that Americans are hitting the road and gasoline inventories are at their lowest July level since 2015. Add it all up, and that's what we're seeing at the pump. So what's then the forecast for the next couple of weeks? I mean, because you're, you're nearing kind of the end of summer. Kids are going to get back to school yeah. in the next few weeks. So there's, I, I imagine this time of year there's another big push uh, for, for another maybe last-second road trip for families. So that's going to push prices up more. What's the forecast for the next couple of months here? Well, next couple of weeks isn't looking great. Um, Saudi Arabia is rumored to be extending those production cuts, something they'll announce shortly into the month of September. So we're moving further into an imbalanced market that will probably continue to push oil up. At the same time, some of those extreme temperatures, for those that have been watching in Florida, some of those water temperatures have been close to triple digits, and that's providing or going to provide a lot of fuel to Mother Nature the peak of hurricane season really gets underway in mid and late August. And so if you add two and two up, if we see a major hurricane heading for anywhere in the Gulf Coast, that could ref that could impact those big refineries. We'll probably see oil, uh, gasoline prices hitting four bucks. But more relief should come uh, once we get knee deep into September. We switch back to cheaper winter gasoline September 16th. So unless OPEC is cutting a lot more oil production, we may get a little bit of improvement by late September uh, but again, you know, a lot can change. Economic data is coming out. And if we avoid a recession, that also means that we're going to be consuming more gasoline and diesel when the economy is good rather than when we're in a recession. You know, you talked about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and some of the, 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 the barrels that they pulled out of there is coming to an end. And, and that's part of the reason we're seeing um, an influx in prices. You know, Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, says that that they will be restocking the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, the SPR, but it's going to take some time. I mean, they took millions and millions of barrels out. How quickly can they replenish that? Well, as quickly as they want to, but the issue is the quicker you do it, the more you're going to be buying all at once, which is going to put oil pressure under uh, oil under even more pressure to go right. up, right? So they're trying to do it at a slow pace, not to spook the oil market, especially in light of the production cuts from Saudi Arabia and Russia. So mm -hmm. if the U.S. comes out and says we're going to refill it in a month, well, that's, you know, 300 million barrels of crude oil that they're going to need. That's going to shoot oil to the moon. So I think they're, they're moving in the right way. I think they probably should have acted a little bit quicker to refill a little bit more. We are going to flip to start filling it back up in late August and September uh, with about 6 million barrels and potentially another six. That's 12. But more importantly as well, um, there were over 100 million barrels of, of oil scheduled to be sold under previous agreements with Congress. Back in 2015, they agreed to sell off a lot of the SPR. Those sales, those mandated sales, some of them have been canceled now. 
but obviously it's going to take a lot longer to fill up the SPR back up when oil prices are going up and when OPEC has cut production. So mm-hmm. it will probably take quite a few years to start really getting the SPR back to where it previously was if the administration you know, is able to fully do that. Patrick Tahan, always good stuff, man. Thank you. Thanks for snowmobiling in Michigan. What a guy you are. <laughs> hey, no better place to do it than Michigan. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks again. Uh, there he is, Patrick DeHaan with GasBuddy.com. Want to squeeze in a couple calls before we got to take a break. 800-859-0957. Uh, let's go to Greg in Bloomfield Hills. What's up, Greg? Hey, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. Great you got show. It. Love talking local politics. Thanks, I got buddy. a little insight on this uh, Pure Michigan campaign. Okay. You know, maybe if Tim Allen was a Democrat, she'd expand the base a little bit and get the money out there. I mean, I went to school with Tim, graduated Seaholm. You don't have to be from Birmingham to know that this guy's an outspoken Republican. God mm-hmm. bless him for it. But, you know, she's very, very touchy about these things. So maybe we can let her husband do the commercials for, uh, you know, Pure Michigan. That might work. Huh? Get the budget bigger. Yeah, Greg, I don't I don't care who does them. Honestly, I don't. I think we need to continue to fund this thing at the level that it was. Well, I don't either, but I believe she does. Well, so I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, Greg, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I just, I think it's a good thing to have. I think it's when you're trying to reach out-of-state people. Me and Patrick DeHaan just said it. They they blast those ads all over all over Illinois. Right, because we need their tax dollars. We want them coming into the state of Michigan, too. Uh, Dave's in Rochester. Before we get to break, real quick. What's up, Davey? Yeah, hi, hi Chris. Uh, Dr. Nash says Bidenomics is not going to work. Yes. It already has worked. It's worked beyond all belief on any imaginable metric you could measure it on. Relative debts way down. GDP, if you go through the uh, CBO plan at February 2021, Susan Biden stepped into office, look at the three-year plan, knock up all the numbers against it. They're way up above. GDP, real GDP, real real uh, consumption. Uh, wages are up above where they were at before the pandemic. Uh, inflation is now is now it's now traveling. When you take out the rent, it's traveling about zero. It's well under the two percent target. When you take out the fake the fake rent that doesn't even exist to regen the the formula. Uh, and, and well, I mean, we can't take information basis. out, Dave. I mean, the information's there. Look, I appreciate the call. I I know I know that you. You subscribe to it. I know that you're a supporter of it. I get it. Um, but, but, again, no, there are people out there. I, I, I don't want to shock you, but there are people that, that aren't quite sure that this is going to work. To the, Also, to the tune of about 70% of the American public uh, are not on board with Joe Biden's economic job so far uh, in this country. All right, got to take a break. More coming up next here on JR Afternoon.